Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. I am joined with Anthony Gerhardt as a guest host today. Uh, We've both worked in ministry for a long time, and we are ready to bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers every minister has. I want to thank A-Lob for that intro music, and thank Anthony for being here. Anthony, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. It's good to be here. I've had a a couple weeks off from my job, so I'm eager to kind of get back into, uh, into media, into talking. So this is a it's a good refresher before we go back on Monday. Wonderful. Yes, this is our first recording of 2019. And about uh, that. yeah, the new the new age, the digital age uh, is kind of your realm of expertise as we dive into this new year. So Anthony, tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, in all of it, why it's defined as a ministry. Sure. So I am the director of communications and media at a uh, special place called the Pines Catholic Camp in East Texas. And so the place is special to me. I went there as a camper when I was in high school for three years and then wanted to be a counselor, but other things in college got in the way until I was able to come back and and join a summer team as the photographer or videographer. And it was something where I wanted to be involved with the camp, but as I was going into the later years of college, I knew I needed to do something a little bit more related to one I wanted to do full time. And so they had this position and uh, I wanted to do video, anything with media. And so I wanted to make this something to where I could, you know, have uh, FaceTime with the kids, being able to interact with them and being able to have fun with them. And but then also create memories for them that they could go back and look at after camp. Um, There's, you know, what's known as a retreat high where you reach this peak of this mountain And I think a lot of people that go to retreats or especially summer camp uh, have that high, but especially as the school year goes on or as life goes on, it's very easy for that to fade. And what I wanted to do in that role was to create something, create these tangible physical things that they could go back and look at and remember, wow, this was a time where I felt loved. This is a time that I felt that I felt home, that I felt uh, very close to Jesus. And in doing so, I felt a lot of fulfillment in my heart. They offered me a full-time job after my second summer there, and I thought it might be a two- or three-year stint, and then here I am six and a half years later, still doing that, adding on to responsibilities where I can to try and help that ministry to continue to grow, to continue to thrive. But all in all, it boils back down to being able to provide things that reach, uh, that reach teens, that reach young adults, that reach kids, that bring them back to a place where they feel true joy. Ironically, as we're talking about technology and the digital age, you know, at the end of the day, we want to drive them away from that and drive them closer to community and drive them closer to God. But we want to use those tools that we have at our disposal to help kind of lead uh, lead them on that journey. Wonderful. Yeah. So I was blessed to have my children, my two oldest daughters, attend the Pines Camp. And when I hear your description it sounds like you are just standing behind a camera taking some pictures, but that is not the case. Um, you you were very involved. Um, you were working a catchphrase into... Very cool. Yeah, a very, very cool. <laughs> into the lingo of the camp and just kind of influencing camp, which then you guys had a campaign kind of that followed up with it. it was it Christmas card or was it birthday card? Oh, yes, it was a birthday card. My daughter, wanna, yeah, 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 yeah. So I won't, I won't say too much, but my daughter did receive one and it made a reference to something that took place at camp and it, <laughs> and it was very cool. Um, but then you record this lip dub and it's at the it kind of the end of camp and it's this music video where they're kind of lip syncing it or doing these different uh, right, motions. Right. And it involves everyone at camp. In the camp that my daughter went to had everyone from 
second grade, I believe, all the way to 12th grade. That's right. And they're, and they're in different groups, age appropriate, things like that. And they're doing a little thing. And so you're literally running through camp with some 200 plus kids. And so I want to make it very clear when, when I say that, that you're like a digital missionary, um, I don't consider you or I, I don't want people to hear, oh, he was just behind a desk the whole time, kind of sticking ones and zeros and programming and sending right. and posting. But you literally were sprinting to be able to get from one group of kids to the next group of kids before the next cue in the song hit. And it was just fascinating to watch you in your creative state. And so I want to go there first because I think that uh, some people are very intimidated by um, the digital piece or how do I go ahead and have a social media account? It seems like too much work and yada, yada, yada. But all of us are called in the very present to have a, a very high level of creativity. There's a lot of demands for, okay, try and share the gospel, which has been the same message for 2,000 years in a dy- dynamic and more relevant way. And a lot of times that requires creativity. So what do you do on a regular basis to kind of kind of work that creativity out to go ahead and have fresh ideas after six and a half years at the Pines? Well, that I mean, that's just it, is that you have things that you know that, that resonate with people and uh, as as we've come to come to see is that the summer for the pines the summer is is the driving force of the ministry we operate year-round we have school year retreats and things like that but just through legal stuff permission forms summer is what we're able to broadcast there and so we find most is that kids like to see what they can see themselves in and uh, with these, with these kids, with these teens, when we're putting stuff out throughout the school year, it's at least like the Instagram account has turned into a little game of, you know, I'll, I'll pick something that just looks good, that, that epitomizes, you know, one of our three fundamentals. It's faith, fun, or friendship. We try and, and get a, a good rotation between those things. And a lot of times the comment thread turns into someone recognizing the kiddo in the picture. And then, you know, it's, it's a little five seconds of fame. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and that's a lot of fun, but to, to keep it fresh, it's like you mentioned earlier, that catchphrase, that very cool or whatever. It was just something that, that came about, uh, during our staff training. And basically if there was ever an, an awkward silence or anything, people just look around the room and someone very cool. And then everyone, very cool. Everyone repeat it and whatnot. And so we wanted to bring that to camp. It was an inside joke to break the awkward. Yes, exactly. And so we wanted to bring that inside joke to camp. And I think that's what camp is in a lot of different ways, is that we create something that that would not make sense outside of camp, but in presenting in a way where the campers and the staff can all jump in together on it and all laugh with it, it helps you to feel part of a community. And so when you bring those things in that, that apply uh, throughout the entire summer, if possible, like you mentioned, we put it on. We put it on the birthday card, and that was a. Uh, I was very fond of this joke, and that was my way and my influence. While well, I'm designing the birthday card, I don't care if you're tired of this joke. It's going on the birthday card, so we have to do it every week. <laughs> but it was. It was. I mean, joking with that. But it was. It was a way to to get people involved in that. And so we've we've used that joke. We've used different aspects of camp that that take place every week we have like a recurring character called the man that everyone sees uh, at, at night game we have bonfire songs that everyone takes part of we have activities that everyone takes part of we have we have used to have these old videos or they're still there but we made them years ago it's um was trending at the time it was like things such and such says and so it was like things pines campers say and they uh-huh. you know complaining about the hill that they have to to walk up after lunch and talking about sand in their shoes and asking if this is a line for confession, things like that. In our 
reaching out to these uh, to these campers after camp. It's like posting things or showing things that resonate. Like, yes, I was a part of that. And a bunch of cases, like you're talking about looking at lip dubs or the other videos that we make. It's like, it's either, yes, I was a part of that. My daughters were a part of that. That was, you know, a great experience. Or looking at it and saying, wow, I want to be a part of that. For me, like going into camp as a high schooler, I um, I looked at the Pines website at the time and I had no idea what summer camp was, but I saw that they had Ultimate Frisbee and they had Capture the Flag and they had uh, a bunch of these different games and I was, I was a competitive kid and so I was like, this sounds great. I want to do all these things. But that's not the point of camp. You don't go to camp to play Ultimate Frisbee. You don't go to camp to play Capture the Flag. Right. But it was a way for someone like me who may have been a little bit apprehensive to to take part in that stuff. It was a way of me getting comfortable and then uh, eventually like opening myself up to that experience, opening myself up to the people that I'd gotten close with and having fun, opening myself up to the counselors and eventually opening myself up to having a relationship with Jesus that wasn't just based on cradle Catholic, um, went to mass with my parents, went to daily mass when I could, but it was a, it was a time for me to, to take ownership of my faith for the first time, make it something of my own. It started with the little seeds of feeling welcomed in a community and being genuinely happy with other people. And so this rambling answer, like all coming back to uh, to square one, is presenting something that resonates uh, with these kids that guides them in the direction of joy, which reflects right back on Christ. Wonderful. Yeah. And for us as ministry leaders, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that all of our creativity needs to be focused on specifically the, the Christ moment as much as just creating a moment, because a lot of what you've done, especially in regards to the lip dub and some of the different pieces is you've captured kind of the, the human element of nostalgia, right? And so there's going to be moments in all ministry leaders kind of cycle to where it's like, boom, uh, you know, this retreat or boom, this sacrament, and then all of a sudden to go ahead and three months later, post it to, to social media or, or send them a message with a picture of them getting baptized or receiving a sacrament or something like that. And then to write something personal and just say, hey, remember when? Because when they got home from the Pines, all the way to, to right now, they could go on YouTube and look up that lip dub and see that video. Yeah. And there's a nostalgia that goes, but that nostalgia is connected to a moment to where they were intimately connected, not just to Christ, but to his community. And I yes. think that that's a very powerful thing that media can do that a lot of times in the absence of those 200 other campers, it can't otherwise happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the neat thing is media allows us to enter into moments or to reconnect with moments that we normally couldn't otherwise because of distance, because of logistics, because of just the reality of the, the, the life of gathering people like that. And when those moments are connected to Christ, it's a powerful thing, even if it's just a song and a lip dub. It's that that's all it was. But my teens, my teens, my children were reconnected with not just the camp experience, but with the Christ that they encountered at the camp experience. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There's two parts of that that I, that I think are important. One is, yes, absolutely. We are a nostalgic, uh, we're a nostalgic people. It might just be our, our generation. But I mean, you look at this, all these remakes, you have Lion King being remade. You have Beauty and the Beast being remade. There's a Power Rangers remake. Like all of these things, like even in games, like I'm looking over, I have a old Nintendo Entertainment System. They like repackage that box into a tiny thing that has like 20 games in it because people are nostalgic for 
times that they were like truly happy and truly joyful. And so you connect these times that they had at camp or these times they had at a retreat and experience. It reminds them of how good they felt at the time. And when you base that experience in the joy that you have and interacting with, with people that love you, which is, you know, a big reason why we're here on this earth, it can really drive you in the in the right direction. And that, that second thing that you were, um, the songs that we did in the Lip Dub weren't, like, they're not Jesus Culture, they're not Hillsong or anything. It, it's, uh, it's a song from The Greatest Showman. It's uh, it's Michael Jackson Beat It. It's the Jock Jams Mega Mix. It's Space Toto Jam. Africa. That's it's my Toto. favorite. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's these songs that don't like do not just outright, you know, evangelize with um, with their lyrics or anything. But it's these things that I've, I've given talks with. It's, it's part of the human experience in this particular art form that that helps to spur action within you. You listen to a, a dramatic song. You listen to uh, what's that song in, in Hamilton where uh Hamilton's wife finds out that she's been cheated on, that Hamilton's had a mistress. Like you listen to that and you listen to the music and how it sounds and you listen to her words and her performance. Like it spurs something within you that is frankly not at all possible if you are reading a history book. We resonate with that because of that art form that spans over a few hundred years that we feel like we're in her shoes right there. And it helps us to be in that position. It helps us to unite with with how she's feeling and it spurs a sort of love for her within us and so we have these songs that help us to feel a certain way you have these swells of excitement and these swells of joy and then you see the people on the camera and the lip dubs like dancing to that it's like i want this i want to feel this i want to be a part of this especially if you've been through it before it's like this is what we were made for this kind of joy so to uh, just summarize some of the things that I've heard so far, one thing you mentioned is that uh, it kind of breaks through the noise. And that's, I think, actually a neat uh, litmus test is that when we're producing things for social media, when we're producing things for media to reach out to those that we minister to, we need to be thinking, is this adding to the noise or is this breaking through the noise to add to a deeper sense of peace? Another piece is to to go to the core of the human experience, whether that's nostalgia or the passion that a certain song creates and different things like that, the creative potential that humanity has is celebrated by every other person when they listen to that that song from Hamilton, when they yeah. when they see that opening scene, even in the trailer of the new Lion King movie. Because we're all 10 years old again. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> sucking on a Capri Sun, watching the movie as a kid, and now we see it again in a... Uh, in a new form. And we are like, I want that. You know, I was just Mm -hmm. at the new Mary Poppins movie and believe it or not, the theater had more people that were in their fifties than they had more people that were under 15. And it was because this was the movie that they grew up with the original Mary Poppins. And now they see the return. And so I think, I think that's interesting. And then last but not least to give us ourselves permission that it doesn't always have to be about, about Christ specifically, Mm -hmm. um, but it can be about a fruit of Christ like joy, like community, like happiness, and uh, and to be able to showcase that because they know seeing it that that was from a, a, an encounter with Christ. And actually, one more is everyone loves to see themselves. And I know that sounds bad, but when you're like, my church just posted a photo of me or my Catholic camp just posted a video and I'm in it, that's actually a good thing for them to be excited about them showing off to their friends and maybe even their neighbors who don't know Christ that I spent a week of my life with Jesus 
And this is one of the things that we did. And now they're evangelizing or they're bringing their family together to see that. So to showcase the individual in the midst of that, because that's what God's love is. God's love isn't a general love. God's love is a specific love to each individual. And so if we can do that in our social media in obviously appropriate ways, you mentioned permission forms and things like that. We want to make sure that we follow all those rules. And uh, if you're not sure what they are, please check with your safe environment coordinator (laughs) in your diocese. But... Um, But that's the reality is we want to be able to showcase each individual and celebrate each individual as Jesus Christ does um, and love them as Christ does. And you can do that through social media. Mm -hmm. So now to shift completely to the other side, here I am, Joe Youth Minister or Joe um, DRA, Director of Religious Education. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do? I don't have anything other than we have an email list and we have uh, their addresses. And so that's what I've been doing. What would be a next step. How do I get started? I don't have any release forms for photo releases or right. anything like that. How do I go ahead and take a dabble into the amazing pool or ocean of digital missionary? Yeah. I think a big part of it is finding out where people are and, and join them in that. As long as it doesn't compromise what you're trying to do. I add that last part in. At the Pines, we look at our, our social media presence And when I started, Facebook was the biggest thing at the time. That was around 2010, 2011. And I remember specifically the time it's like, no, only, uh, only, you know, adults use Facebook. Now kids are on, on, uh, Instagram and whatnot. So, uh, as Instagram got more popular, we, uh, we started to go to that. And so we also know that a ton of kids are on Snapchat and just for our own, like our own personal judgment call there there's a lot on snapchat that we don't want to you know guide kids to like you have you have your snapchat friends on one side but then if you have that app and you you scoot to the right and see the stories and stuff there's a lot of stuff that is like frankly wrong with the world and it's like they're like kids are seeing this lack of a better way to say it like sexually explicit stuff i mean like acts or anything but like um, it, it's either any, filth or gossip, or it's gossip about celebrities wearing bikinis, so it's filth and gossip. Uh, bingo. We don't want kids to have to wade through that to find our stuff, but we still want to meet them where they're at, which uh, we've uh, kind of found out right now is, is Facebook and, and Instagram. Twitter can be there. We, we've kind of taken it. We've kind of backed away from Twitter just a little bit, just with the uh, resources that we have and and with what we're able to do. But one of the thing, as you're, you know, summing up those points, one of the things that I think is especially as important, and this is what you deciding as you're trying to find out what to do to, to reach your kids, is the importance of beauty in what we create. Is that we can, like, you know, I can put together those those lip dubs, but if it's a, you know, running with a uh, an just an iPhone without any kind of like stabilization and trying to sprint, like it's going to be a mess and people are going to turn it off. And that's adding to noise. When we talk about breaking through the noise. It's like, what can we do? Like what resources do we have to be able to create something that is beautiful? Because that's what stops people. That's what stops people from, you know, scrolling through an Instagram feed. That's why uh, Instagram accounts like blessed is she do so well is that, you know, they'll take basic scripture, basic quotes, but they will adorn it in a way that is eye-catching and pleasing to the eye. I went to to Rome to visit my brother who's in seminary there for a while and was just <clears throat> jaw-dropping uh, beauty in these basilicas and these churches that took lifetimes to build. Like over mm-hmm. here in the States, like parishes need to be finished in, what, a year? Uh, 18 months? 18 months, yeah. But yeah, we're talking like these centuries-old uh, just hundreds, if not thousands-year-old uh, buildings that 
people would start working on when they're, you know, 14, 18 years old, and then they die, and it was the third done. Their kids would work on it, they'd die, and then, like, it would continue. So it would take lifetimes to build these things. But when you go over there, it doesn't matter if you're Catholic or atheist. Like, you go there, and you have this reverence for what's there, because beauty speaks to the human person. We talk about that with the music, whether it's pointing directly to God or not. Like, innately, it is, because, like, we're drawn to beauty, which God has created. And so... Dialing that all back to to what we can produce, like you're talking about uh, permission forms to get kids in there. Like in the meantime, while you're building that stuff, what can you, what resources are out there can you use to to create things that give your your ministry, that give your field uh, something that is attractive? But there are there are different resources out there that you can use templates and put specific things into to create some easy Canva. Good, Canva, yes, that is that is yeah. it. That's the one. Um, that you can either use that for the tool that it is or use it as a springboard for ideas that help things to look great until you are able to to capture some things during your during your programming that uh, that you can use as well. So getting a mix between go ahead. I also think there's a an ability to be a multiplier of what's already been done well, especially if you're just getting started. Um, it doesn't make sense. For you to try and compete with Blessed Is She and some of the other people who have been doing this and doing this well for years. Uh, however, um, a lot of the themes or things that are shared on certain Catholic um, creatives can be shared on yours. Like, okay, so I'm not going to be able to create this thing, but Life Teen for Youth Ministry has a lot of different, very shareable posts and, and, and things mm-hmm. like that, articles. And so maybe we as, uh, as, as ministry leaders look at how can I go ahead and share onto my platform or share with my circle of influence beauty that comes from other people. Because when you're like, uh, it shouldn't be done with just an iPhone and someone running alongside, I'm like, that's literally all I have is my phone and right. and, 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 a, and an internet connection and that's it. So what can I do? And well, it, that that sounds like, and what if, what if my plate is full? I don't have an extra three hours mm-hmm. a week to go ahead and work on creating something. But maybe if I just had an extra 20 minutes a week to go ahead and find one or two pieces that I could share and showcase, you know, uh, in December, Our Lady Guadalupe feast. And there were a lot of beautiful posts about Our Lady Guadalupe that you could share on your, your social media platform or in the newsletter that you send out to the parents already. Hey, check this out. Check that out. And all of a sudden we're multiplying or duplicating, of course, with permission and uh, attrib- attribution these things, but then we're all of a sudden able to take what's already done and done well, because I'm amateur hour over here. You're literally a (laughs) professional in digital ministry, you know, Um, and I'm amateur hour over here. And so it's important to recognize ministry leaders that it is not about just being the creative. You don't have to be Anthony. You just have, you just have to find an Anthony that's already out there creating things and share what they're creating with their permission. And, uh, and actually when people share it, when you see one of those YouTube hits, because that's another platform I think you guys use very well oh, yeah, is yeah, YouTube, yeah. and you see one of those one of those videos go over uh, five thousand views or over two thousand views, I mean it's probably and, and I don't want to say it a pride thing, but there is a sense of like, okay, it landed. It's it's been something to where it's shared beyond just the community that was there, and that means that this piece 
is being appreciated by a wider audience. And that feels good. Oh, yeah. And it's especially, I mean, we have those on YouTube, but I mean, Facebook, like when you see like the what we were talking about before the podcast, like the more than a camp video and you see like the shares, you can see how many people shared their timeline. When you see that like 50 or 60 shares and like the views are hitting like five digits, it's like we're, you know, we're on the mark with what we're trying to present with being able to convey what happens at camp. And it's it's exciting. You know, my role is, you know, I love to try and contribute to the mission and to the ministry of the kids as much as I can. But the people that make that job easier for me are the counselors at the camp. So uh, whether you're in a, you know, a ministry with with high schoolers, with middle schoolers or, or young adults, you have you have volunteers, you have helpers, you have employees, you know, they're uh, they're holding the team on their back. And it's it's you know, it's up to you to uh, to make sure that you are supporting them where you can, but then also being able to showcase uh, what they're doing, talking with them. They have ideas and they have things that they think that that they, the teens, the kids, the, the young adults that's resonating with them. So it's, it is a team-based, team-based thing. That's my favorite thing during the summer is that where I work, I work alone, not alone, but I, I don't have direct people with me during the nine months. I can bounce ideas off of my, my coworkers, but they have their own projects. Uh, but during the summer, I have two people that specifically work in media with me, and we've been able to create some really, really wonderful things because of new ideas that they've brought in and through their excitement. And so being able to work with the team is is fantastic in that sense. And it was actually beautiful. I was out there for a week at camp um, with you, and I got to see you celebrate and empower those team members. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I forget which day it was, but uh, you guys went and got lunch offsite just to get out and have some time together. But I also think that that fosters creative energy and oh, dynamics yeah. between the team that is necessary. You made deposits that you're going to make withdrawals on, and that's a very real thing. So the one thing I want to mention in regards to team ministry leaders, there's someone in your parish that has a $500 camera. <laughs> and and I, I can almost guarantee that it is not you. But that person, whether they are interested in your ministry or not, are they are interested in photography. And so if you find them and you say, hey, would you mind? We're having a day retreat and parents and, and youth will be out there together. And could you come and take pictures for an hour just while they're doing this activity together or just during this moment or, or something like that? And then use those photographs because they'll be a lot better than what I would take on my iPhone. And uh, and then and then create that moment. You can go ahead and have something that looks a little bit more high quality. So basically, yeah. you don't have to do it alone. And technically... You don't have to do it at all. You can empower others to do it for you. And that's one of the roles as ministry leaders is kind of a kind of like a chess game, moving the pieces into the right place in order to win win souls for the kingdom of God. So, well, Anthony, we are at time. But before we go, how can people find you? Uh, They can find me on uh, I'm on Facebook. If if you'd like to friend me there, you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn, as I guess people are, but I don't do much with that. But I'm also on Twitter. Uh, My handle is Anthony Gerhart, G-E-R-H-A-R-T. I talk about fighting Texas Aggie football. I talk about a few other nerd things and and, and whatnot. But if you're also if you're in the Dallas area, um, I work for the Pines in the Dallas office near Addison and plenty of restaurants on Beltline. If you want to grab something to eat. I'd love to uh, get to talk with you. So I'm in that Dallas area. You can also email me at anthony at thepines.org. And if they want to see some of the digital work, um, I would want to send them first to YouTube because those mm-hmm. are some of the funnest things I've seen. But where else can they find some of the digital missionary uh, stuff that you've that you've created for the Pines? 
So all of my full-time, yeah, all of my full-time stuff has been with The Pines. So you can go to The Pines Catholic Camp on Facebook and click their video tab or our YouTube channel. You can look up The Pines Catholic Camp or it's uh, youtube.com slash thepines1988. That's our founding year. Wonderful. Well, great. And listeners, you can find us at facebook.com groups MLA podcast. Also, twitter.com slash MLA podcast. Our website, mlapodcast.com, and you can email us, mla at ablazeyouth.org. We'd love for you to share with us what's the most creative thing you've done in regards to digital marketing or digital engagement or social media. Um, How do you navigate Snapchat? You brought up a great point that probably Mm -hmm. merits its own episode um, in regards to it because there are certain digital pieces, uh, avenues, platforms that have some very negative things, but that a lot of people are on. And how can we go ahead and enter into that uh, in a responsible way as, uh, as ministers? Write us a review where you listen to us. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. But if you want to go far, we go together. So take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders. And uh, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us here on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. I appreciate it. All right. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless you. Very cool. Very Very cool. cool.